Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the connection between energy prices and construction decisions. We've seen a steady decline in U.S. domestic production of natural gas over the last couple of years. Last year, in the U.S., there were approximately 70 drilling rigs focused on natural gas. Today, there are about 100 in the field. In order to maintain production and maintain a balance between demand and supply, the U.S. needs approximately 130 to 140 rigs in operation, almost double the number of rigs at this time last year. This is why largely we've seen natural gas prices virtually double from $2.50 per million BTU to over $5.04 today. The story in Europe is far more critical. In Spain, gas prices relate directly to the cost of electricity, and so far this year, electricity costs have risen by 28%. The government has stepped in and artificially forced a cap of no more than 4.4%, in addition to imposing a moratorium for the next 10 months, blocking the country's utilities from disconnecting power or gas to customers who can't pay. Prices of power in Germany and France have soared by around 40% in the past two weeks. Factories are being temporarily switched off, from aluminum smelters in Mexico to fertilizer plants in Britain. The markets are frantic. One trader says it's like a global financial crisis for commodities. Even in America, the world's largest producer of natural gas, lobby groups are calling on the government to limit exports of LNG, the price of which has climbed to $25 per million BTU, up by two-thirds in the past month. Gas exports are lucrative. You have the choice of selling your gas domestically at $5.04 per million BTU or for $25 in Europe. And it doesn't cost more than $1.50 to ship that gas across the Atlantic in liquefied form. So the profit margins are extraordinary. The U.S. gas market has responded to international demand. In the first half of the year, American exports have increased 42% and now make up about one-tenth of natural gas production. There's not that much spare capacity in the system for natural gas, and we're at a point in the calendar year when gas consumption should be near its lowest. Temperatures have fallen in Europe, and energy is not being expended, that is, very much for heating nor for cooling. The fact that there's a shortage now and that we're not even into the winter months is very concerning. Given the low number of natural gas rigs in the field, we can conclude that the gas prices are going to remain elevated. In fact, it takes time to bring additional capacity online. So what does this have to do with construction and real estate? We typically make design decisions for new construction based on an economic break-even analysis. For example, we've been comparing the installation of gas-based heating systems with traditional electric air conditioning or to install a completely geothermal system with about an 80% energy savings compared with the conventional systems. The cost of a geothermal system traditionally has had about a 10-year break-even. That is to say, the higher capital investment would take 10 years to recover in lower energy costs. But today, if gas prices were to double, that time period reduces to five years. If more of the natural gas capacity from North America goes to service demand in Europe and Asia, then we can only expect prices to increase further. The financial incentives to export the energy rather than keep it for domestic use are high. And that means that domestic prices for gas are likely headed higher. Could we see $10 gas in the U.S. and Canada? I think we could. It's not out of the question at all. We just don't have the rigs in the field to balance demand and supply, so prices are going to continue to rise. And if that's the case, we could expect the time to break even for a geothermal system to fall below 10 years, maybe even 5 years. A 5-year break even for a heating and an air conditioning system is pretty compelling. 
especially when you consider that you're saving 80% of your energy cost. That's almost a no-brainer when you consider that the capital investment for new construction might be amortized over 20 or 25 years. I'm a big fan of green technologies. That doesn't put me in the tree hugger category, but when the economics drive the decision, there's nothing to defer the adoption of the greener technology. We're also in an inflationary environment, and energy prices are going to continue to rise over the next decade. And again, that changes the math. When you borrow to build and you finance the cost of a more efficient HVAC system with dollars that are depreciating, the future energy expense appears to be even lower. Whether that's really true becomes an argument of comparing the future value of dollars compared with last year's dollars. But if you consider that future dollars are worth less and the investment in today's more efficient infrastructure paid for with depreciated dollars in the future, that is, it's been financed, it's an even more compelling investment. Furthermore, once the investment is past the break-even point, your energy savings are pure profit. I still find that many builders are using last year's technology when it comes to building commercial buildings and even residential properties. Not all green energy and energy recovery technologies are created equal. Some of them, in my opinion, are an exercise in diminishing returns. But when you do the math, the math will tell you what to do. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.